girl. Welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast is all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Oh baby, today's episode is so juicy and all about a topic that I'm obsessed with. And if you're not yet familiar, I think you're going to be obsessed with this too. We're talking about human design and we have one of the best educators as our interview guest today. She is seriously such a wealth of knowledge in this space. Her name is Erin Claire Jones, and you've probably seen her on Instagram. She's got incredible content, but she's also been featured in all sorts of epic publications like Forbes, Allure, Vogue. She's helped hundreds of thousands of students get their unique blueprint using the human design framework. And if you're not familiar with human design, like maybe you've heard of it, but you don't know the juice about it. Essentially, it's the science of understanding yourself through your emotional, physiological, and energetic makeup. And it's a tool that helps you really just gain more self-awareness so you can step into that next level, your highest potential in every single aspect of your life, whether it's your career, business, relationships. And the way that we talk about it in this episode is so practical because we're talking about how to use this tool and how you're uniquely designed to interact with the world and make decisions because all of us are so different in terms of how we want to approach our life, our business, our goals, the visions that we have. And if you've listened into this podcast before, you probably have heard me talk about Enneagram, which is another tool for self-awareness that I love. But some of you are actually going to resonate with human design even more. It's mind-blowing how accurate this was when I did my blueprint. I'm like, what in the world? And I'm so excited because Erin does such a good job of overviewing it at large. But also the way that she talks about this can really speak to some of the skepticism that some people have about this tool. So I think you're really going to resonate. And what's cool is if you end up being obsessed with human design like I am, (laughs) she gives you code Keisha just K-A-C-I-A, which will give you a discount if you want to get your own blueprint, which is literally an entire PDF, like 100 plus pages all about your unique makeup. And I honestly think when you read it, you're going to be like, what in the world does she have cameras in my house? So I'm really, really excited for you to check out this episode. And of course, if you want all the links, they're in the show notes. And like I said before, Go check her out on Instagram if you love human design or even if you're just learning about this because she does such a good job of making this content really applicable to our day-to-day life. You can find her at Erin Claire Jones. And as always, if this episode is helpful, I always appreciate you tagging me, tagging our interview guests just to let them know that it resonated with you too. So without further ado, let's dive right into the show. Erin, girl, I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. It's going to be such a juicy conversation. I think that some people listening in are going to have their mind blown that this tool is available for them, but also some people are going to be kind of skeptical going into this. So I can't wait to just like shake it all up. So, okay. Before we dive into like you and what you do with human design, can -hmm. you explain to us like where you were at in your life when you even found this and what your first like real like understanding of it was? Of course. So I was living in New York City. I was consulting for a bunch of startups around marketing and wellness and community. And I I felt excited, but also just like, this is fun, but like, this is not it for me. And I was 25. 
And I went to a friend's gathering, which is how I discovered human design in 2015. And I sat next to a stranger and he asked to read my human design chart. And I had never heard of human design nor had anyone I knew. It was like such a fringe concept then. But I was like, okay, tell me everything. I always want to learn about myself. I was definitely not like, I was always interested in any kind of modality to help me better understand myself. Yeah. And he shared some of the most potent, insightful information I had ever heard. It felt like he was like speaking to like the deepest part of me. I was like, how do you know me so deeply? But I also felt honestly incredibly confronted by that conversation because I had been ignoring those parts of me for so long. And so I felt like so seen, but also like, can I really do that? Like, am I allowed to build a career around that? Am I allowed to like show up in community that way? And so it was such an amazing just moment where I was like, I feel so seen and I also feel so called out. And he actually ended that conversation by saying, Aaron, I think you're meant to do this. I think you're meant to share human design. And like, it was just like a whole cosmic moment and human design is not predictive, but he really observed a lot of potential in my design that, you know, inspired him to share that. But that's how it all began. And it's just funny because human design is now cool and growing and people like increasingly know what it is. And it's been like the biggest gift to watch that happen. And it was so not there back in 2015. And it wasn't there for quite a few years after, but there was just something about the system that very immediately struck me in a way that no other system had. Yeah. Okay. So when you say system for anyone that's never heard of the term human design, or maybe they've heard it and they've put it in this bucket of Mm -hmm. like, they clicked on this episode, but they're kind of like, I'm going to like give this a second and see what I think. Right. Where they put it in this bucket as like, quote unquote, wooey or like not practical or whatever. Can you explain high level? What is human design? Of course. So human design is a system based on your time, date, and place of birth that reveals how you are uniquely wired to operate in every area of your life, whether it's as a new parent, whether it's as an entrepreneur or working in corporate, or whether it's in a romantic relationship or in community. And it basically gives us each our own unique roadmap to finding flow in our lives. And it is so hyper-specific. You might share some qualities of like, oh, like me and my partner both have this, or my child and I both have this, but you're so, so distinct. And I think human design reminds us that like in so many ways, there's no one like us. And so our chart really lets us know like, how are we designed to do things in a way that uniquely works for us? And I feel like so often we get stuck because we are trying to build a business or parent or be in relationship in a way that we think we should and not in the way that actually feels best and most sustainable for us. It's so interesting because I was telling you this, Aaron, but like my husband, Cena and I, we uh, have been huge fans of Enneagram for a really long time, which I love as a modality too. But this was so interesting because I think there was a little bit of skepticism, uh, especially from him. Like he comes from like a medical background too, where he was like, put your, your date and your time in. But when it, the chart got pulled and we started to look at some of this, I'm like, how in the world is this actually so accurate? Like on yeah. such a deep level to your point that it almost feels a little bit confronting. We're like, whoa. Um, but I think what's so interesting is for people that are even kind of skeptical, like you're not answering any questions when you're coming up with this chart, which I think yeah. is actually a really beautiful way to recognize that you don't have any bias or you know how sometimes they talk about when you're seeing a therapist that you kind of spin it so you can sound a certain way to your therapist and you totally. can't get to that deep rooted truth. This like you're not answering questions. Your chart is literally getting pulled based off of like, how do you say this in like the science terms of like where all the planets were and stuff? Or like, what does that mean? <laughs> I Well, it's funny because I, I would say that it's basically like an imprint of like everything in the, in the, all the planets when you were born. And so it's just like, yeah, this is your operating system. It won't tell you again where you'll go or, you know, what your job will be or where you'll live, but it's more like, this is how you function best. But I also mm-hmm. want to acknowledge that like, 
It is absolutely wild that we could ever get this much information based on our time, date, and place of birth. And so I'm never trying to convince people of the truth of the system or the science of it. I think what matters most to me is whether it's useful and not whether it's true. Yes. And so that's often how I present it. It's like, this is what your human design says. Like, how does it actually land? And my experience is that like, it just makes sense to people. And I can't even tell you how many skeptical people are like, Aaron, I don't want to hear that. Aaron, I don't want to hear this. This sounds totally out there. And then I share it and they're like, have you been following me around? Like, have you like, <laughs> like put a microphone up? They're just like, yeah, I don't do even understand. Totally. They're like, what is going on? And then they're like, I don't know why this makes so much sense, but I do want to know everything it says and also everything it says about everyone in my life. And so, mm-hmm. you know, to your husband and to all the skeptics listening, I totally get it. And also yeah. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. Like I would think of human design as a way to just like think about how you operate. If you decide your human design is not your way, perfect. I just want you to operate in a way that works for you, but know that like it's often going to probably spark some really amazing questions around how do I best make decisions? How do I best work day to day? Like how do I best initiate friendships and relationships? Like what do I need to do before I sleep? Like so many amazing little moments where it's like, oh, I could do this better. The the irony is my husband who was like skeptical of this at first was the first person that when our son Brody was born, he was like, we need to find out what his human design is. And I was like, this is so wild. So, okay. Let's talk about like high level, what some of the components are. And for people that have maybe heard of it, maybe they've heard of like generator or manifesting generator projector. Can you give like high level those categories and then some of of the information that you can kind of find in this? You can use me as an example or whatever, whatever you think is most helpful. Okay, perfect. So I'll begin with type and then I'll talk about a few of the other pieces as well. So if you don't yet know your type and you do know your time of birth, you can look up your design at humandesignblueprint.com. It's not going to be a chart that's intuitive. Just look at the type. What is the name? It's either going to be manifesting generator, generator, projector, reflector, or manifester. Um, It's funny. I didn't say this to you before we were recording, but I also have a family of manifesting generator, generator, projector. We're just configured differently. Um, So let me start with you. So you're a manifesting generator and Brody is a generator. Is that right? Right. Okay. So manifesting generators and generators are really here to be the doers, the ones that have such energy and life force to kind of build and create and make things happen when they are genuinely lit up and excited about what they're doing. You know, this is the first time that we've met, but like you very much feel like a manifesting generator and that like your enthusiasm is like pouring out and you're like, Oh my God. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so excited now. You know, like it's such an infectious, excited energy. And so one of the best things manifesting generators and generators can do is to really prioritize their satisfaction every day, you know, because the more lit up they are, the more they light up everyone around them. But one of their hardest and most important lessons is boundaries because they are so capable and have such vital energy, people could really want to use it. And so really having strong boundaries and trusting their gut to know what they're available for and what they're not. One last piece that I would share for these two types together is that often they sleep best at night when they fully use up their energy. Like you're meant to go to bed and you're like, I have like left it all on the field and like now I can sleep well at night. And so like if you feel like a little bit restless, it's often an opportunity to look back at your day and consider how you use your energy. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? It 100% resonates too, because even obviously our son, you know, at the time that we're recording this is only 12 weeks old, but yeah. I, but like he wakes up in the morning and he's just like pumped. <laughs> like, Let's do it. Yeah. Just like a little generator versus my husband as a projector. He like is, you know, he takes a little bit more time to kind of get up, but I wake totally. up full energy and Meant then I to. can literally pass out at the end of the day, like fully depleted. And then I just reboot again. It's such an interesting dynamic because it is so different. And I know you're going to talk about this, but it is so different different. from my husband. And if I didn't have this framework, I would be constantly trying to get him to 
be like me. And that's just not helpful, right? Totally. And like, and the way that you're articulating it is exactly how you're meant to feel. Like in alignment, it's like you wake up energized and excited and then you go to bed and you're like, I am so exhausted. I'm so spent and now I can sleep well and recharge. Um, you know, one thing I would say about manifesting generators specifically, so you, is that you're meant to be quite multi-passionate. You're not really meant to, you know, just do one thing or pursue one linear path. Like you might find that it is most satisfying to like do this and also this. And like you might find your podcast keeps evolving and then you also want to launch this. And so you're not really here to put yourself into a box in any way. And in some ways your career might not make sense to others and that's okay. You know, trying on, let going, letting go of things, um, shape-shifting, evolving, reinventing yourself. Like those are all such important parts of your career in life. Have you noticed that? One hundred percent. Anyone yeah. who's listened to the podcast for a while, it's like I'm constantly pivoting and normalizing, changing your mind, and I'm like, this doesn't feel aligned, so I'm closing it down, shutting it. Like, which can feel very aligned for me. I mean, and often totally. it does feel aligned. Like when I intuitively yeah. get that feeling, it's like I'll I'll move quickly. But there are some people looking in that really don't understand that. It's like, yeah. how can you not just like stick with something? I'm like, well, because I can't do something that doesn't feel aligned, right? Which totally. is, I guess, a manifesting gender living in their essence, right? Absolutely. And like, it's got to stay fresh, you know? So I love yeah. hearing that, you know? And I think, um, and then generators like your son, they're a little bit more like around mastery. Like I'm going to like stick with this thing and they might enjoy the step-by-step process. It doesn't mean they can't do many things at once, but often that's like such a necessity for manifesting generators. Mm-hmm. And exactly like you said, people often don't get it. And so they're made to feel like scattered or like they're doing too much when like actually that's what they're meant to do. Um, yeah. And then the very last piece I would share about both these types is that they're very magnetic. You're not really meant to chase after anything in your life. The right things are meant to just show up in your world and spark your gut. And then you know, it's time to pursue it. So good. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So did you have a question or should I talk about projectors? No, I just think that there's a lot of women that identify with this, like this multi-passionate essence where like sometimes it can feel like you're misunderstood, right? Or you have people in your life that are saying like, this is the way that you should do this projecting as we all do, regardless of your human design, projecting our own ideas of what quote unquote success looks like from our frame. But it's like, I feel as if a lot of manifesting generators that I guess I probably even naturally attract because they're like, oh, Keisha gets me feel this way. This is a common theme of like, but I'm multi-passionate. I don't want to niche down. I don't want to do one thing because I want to have my hand in all of this. So I think you just gave a permission slip to people just to be like, yeah, that might just be because that's who you are at your core. Totally. And some people like might, yeah. And some people might find the most satisfaction, like having a niche. And then some people might be like, this is the most confining thing in the world. Um, it's funny, you know, my daughter is 14 months, so she's young, but as a manifesting janitor, like it's just fun watching, like she's so energetic, but also she'll be like, I want to read this book. And then this one, and like, we're reading like multiple books at once. And like, you can just (laughs) sense that like, there's just so much. And I'm like, this is wild, but fun, you know? And especially Because like, I'm not putting any pressure on her to choose just one because of course she's not, doesn't help right now. Um, Okay. So then we've got projectors. So I'm a projector. Your husband's a projector. Projectors are very, very different. Projectors are not here to be consistent doers. As projectors, our energy really ebbs and flows. And so it's really good to build regular space and rest and kind of just pauses into your day, you know, like your husband experience. Like it's actually good to like ease into your day and like to actually get into bed before you're tired and like read and just like unwind and then kind of like ease into sleep. Um, as projectors, we are often very kind of obsessed with people and really understanding how people work, often very innately wise about people. So a lot of projectors are therapists, coaches, teachers, doctors, you know, um, artists, like it's just really when they can kind of like guide and support other people, they often have to learn the lesson that their gift is not in how hard they work or how much they do. It's really in their perspective and how they see. 
Mm-hmm. And as projectors, we are not really meant to chase after things, but wait to kind of feel invited in and recognize and then pour our energy into that thing. And the invited in piece, I yeah. feel has been really huge in our marriage. Yeah. Even honestly learning about human design where like, there's sometimes where I have to be really like intentional with how I'm communicating to him of like, I want your advice on this because I know your perspective is so valuable. And like, it's like, I don't know if this is just projectors in general, but like for him, he's got this like wisdom, like this deep wisdom that I, I, that I am so grateful for, but sometimes I don't want his opinion (laughs) or sometimes I'm like, I have to actually say like, Hey, I don't actually want you to share your perspective on this. I just need to like word vomit this out and verbally process. And then I'll let you know when I'm ready for your thoughts, because I know he's going to have something that's going to shake it up. Right. And like, do you feel if this like projectors do kind of have that, like this, like knowing this, like deep, like it's almost like a depth to them or something. Yeah. Yeah, There is such a depth and they often like only want relationships that like feel very deep and they can kind of like dive deep Mm -hmm. one-on-one. And I think exactly as you said, I think projectors often have a lot of thoughts on things because they're just observing the world and they like have a lot of wisdom and insight they want to share and they can get stuck sometimes because they want to share it and then they share it uninvited and people don't get it and it goes over their head and then they feel rejected and they feel resentful. And so that's why the invitation is so important for us as projectors. It's really just a tool to protect your energy and let you know, like who is ready for your wisdom and when, because you know, your husband might share a thing and you're not ready. And you just like, it goes over your head. You're like, I don't even want to hear it. And then he shares it at the right moment. You're like, Oh my God, thank God for that. And so like (laughs) as projectors, I would say like conserve your energy by just like waiting for the right moment and waiting for the invitation and like letting trust in it. Like that will let you know who's ready. That will let you know, like who is actually ready for your wisdom. That literally happened on our morning walk today where he said something that he had said before. And he's like, yeah. I did mention this last week. And I was like, but I wasn't ready for it last week. And now I'm ready for it. Yeah. So I think that's, again, there's someone listening into this that is just like hearing even just your explanation, the brief explanation of project. And they're like, it's like resonating Totally. with them, which is so beautiful because we're all supposed to be different. So, oh, I love that. Yeah, totally. Oh, okay. And like, yes. and I, I will say for me, like my whole life transformed when I learned the invitation piece, because first I was like, oh, this is so disempowering. I don't want to sit back and wait. But then I was like, oh wait, no, like I'm actually like pouring my energy into places where like, it's not reciprocal. Like I don't feel invited. I don't feel seen. Like, and it just changed how I engage with community, how I engage with building a business, like all the things. And so I find the invitation so amazing. So just know that it can be a little bit confusing at first, but you might start to notice that like, oh, this feels so much better when I feel invited in and it will give you so much more energy. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've got manifestors. So no manifestors in our families, but manifestors are amazing. They are very disruptive, innovative forces, people that are really here to kind of get things started and get the ball rolling, not here to do all the doing themselves, but often just here to kind of kickstart a project or an idea. They're a little bit provocative in their energy. Like they walk into a room and like they're really felt. A few reminders I would have for manifestors. One is that your energy is not consistent. You might find that you have a very powerful burst of energy that lasts a couple of weeks, a couple of days, a couple of hours, and then you have to go be alone. So honoring that. I would also say that you are not really here to be guided or controlled or told what to do. You know, you're really here to kind of do it on your own terms and in your own way. So considering ways to kind of build more freedom into kind of your work and also into your life. Um, And also knowing third that, you know, you're here to get things started, not here to do all the doing. So also really thinking about ways to build that like allow you to kind of bring a thing to life and also then delegate and move on. And their strategy is about initiating. They are not here to wait for anything to come to them. They're just here to kind of wait for some urge to take hold and then just follow it, even if they have no idea where it's taking them. Ooh, I love that. So to explain the difference between manifest, so you've got three categories of like manifesting or or manifestors, and then you've got generators, and then you've got 
are manifesting generators basically like if manifestors and generators had a baby like combined? <laughs> totally. Like very like very very much like generators in that you're meant to like wait for things to come to you and spark your gut, but once your gut gets sparked, you can be very manifestory and actually going yeah. to make that thing happen. Okay. Versus the manifestors are more like they're going to come up with the idea and then they need to establish like the team to do the work because they're yeah. more like visionary yeah. without the like the energy necessarily, the sustainable energy to keep going, right? Exactly. Okay. Like, cool. and they're not going to probably have that same need that you do where it's like, I've got to get it all out today. Like they might have a few mm. weeks of it and then they're like, I've got to like shut the door and be in my own energy and like nobody gets to come in and then I'll come back out and make something happen again. Okay, cool. Makes like sense? That. Yeah. The final type is a reflector. This is the rarest type, about 1% of the population. These are people that are so sensitive to their environment. They basically kind of take in and mirror the energy that they're around. And so how they're behaving is very much informed by who they're around. And so it is so important to be very ruthless curators of who and where they're spending time. For example, like if they're around you and you're really lit up by what you're doing, they're probably going to get so lit up and so juiced up and so excited. So I would consider as a reflector, like who feels the best, the most nourishing, the most uplifting to be around, spend more time there. Um, reflectors are very fluid. They will have days where they feel like manifesting generators, projectors, manifestors, generators. So their job is not to figure out like the one thing that they are, but embrace whatever feels most like them that day, trusting it's all them. And they are so wise, similar to projectors, like they just see and sense and feel things that most people miss. And so I would also consider as a reflector, like where does your perspective feel the most invited in and recognized and investing more energy there? So good. Yeah. It's, they're all so drastically different. And I think that's like, it's almost like for people listening into a podcast like this, it's like you want to feel like you know yourself so you can yeah. make decisions in an aligned way. So you build the life that you're obsessed with, not based off of somebody else's standards of how you should totally. do it or what you should do. And it's like, even just the framework of the high level of this, yeah. I think can be really powerful to di- like to dive into. So to remind them, where do they go just to find like a high level, which not so, not interpretation of their chart, but just to find out what they are. So you go to humandesignblueprint.com and you can, you'll see your chart and all the qualities, but also you can download a free summary. So like a free one pager about your chart. And that will give you a good taste of like, okay, this is me. And I think to your point, it's like so easy to be like, oh, this like marketing strategy worked for this person or this like business building thing worked Mm. for this person. Like it'll work for me. And I think human design offers such a reminder that like, maybe it won't because like you're not meant to do it that way. And maybe it will work for a second and then it will burn you out. Like really taking the time to discover Mm. what is the way of doing things that actually works for me. Yeah. I love that. It's so freeing too for people to just really like make decisions from that place of like, this is what's aligned with who I actually am versus what I think I'm supposed to be. So good. Okay. So also like we'll, we'll get into where they can get a more in-depth chart later because I think that's really valuable. Cause also I know like when you pull it up, you can see this like whole body with all these numbers and lines and squares and it's like, what in the world? Right. So you're (laughs) just like, you're reading high level what that is, but then some of the components of human design, like what do you feel like is the most like helpful for people to start with to get into? Yeah. Great question. So I think the type, like we just talked about, is a really great place to start. And that will come with a thing called strategy, which we referenced briefly, briefly around like how to actually create opportunities for yourself. For you, it's letting things come to you. Yeah. I would say the next most important piece is called authority, also called inner authority. And that basically speaks to how you're designed to make decisions. 
which I think is hugely important because we're all making decisions every single day, you know, from choosing to talk now to, you know, having a child to moving somewhere, opportunities, all the things. And so human design helps us know, how do you actually know if something's right? And so if I'm going to use you as an example, you are uh, what we call a sacral or a trust your gut decision maker. It means that you are meant to know instantaneously in the moment, in your gut, whether something's right for you or not. If it's a full-bodied yes, like there is no need to wait. Like you can just go for it. If it is Mm -hmm. anything but that, it's like a not yet or never, you know? And so it might be like a no. And then the next week it's a yes. And one thing that's really, really cool about your way of making decisions is that a really beautiful way to access your truth is to ask you specific questions. So if you were unsure about something, I could be like, Keisha, like, you know, do you want to go here for dinner? Or do you want to like have this person on your podcast? Or do you want to join this mastermind? And you might find that when you're asked something specific, the knowing is immediate. You're like, no, I don't. Yes, I do. And so really that is such a beautiful way to kind of bypass your mind and get you straight into your gut. I hope you're loving this conversation. I just wanted to let you know something really cool. If you happen to be a podcaster who loves podcasting, but also wants to take the podcast community that you're building around your show and create your own products, programs, services, offers, like monetize your podcast and do it in a really fun and fulfilling way. I've got something really exciting that's coming soon for you. But in the meantime, I wanted to do a totally free webinar for all of you that are podcasters. I know there are so many podcasters that listen into this show. So if you're interested in this free webinar, that's going to have so many juicy ways for you to monetize and just really take your show to the next level in a really aligned way. All you have to do is text pod webinar. So P-O-D webinar to 512-548-2728. Again, text pod webinar to 512-548-2728. And you're going to get all of the details about this totally free fun webinar where I'm also going to be announcing something really cool that you're going to be excited about. And then of course, if you have other girlfriends that are podcasters too, make sure that they text in pod webinar to 512-548-2728 to get all the deets. All right, without further ado, let's jump back into today's juicy conversation with Dr. Christie. And it's it's actually overwhelming if I'm given too many options because Mm -hmm. I feel like my, like, almost like my optimistic side of my brain is like, well, I could be into that. I could be into that. And then I'm going for my brain and then I don't make good decisions. Right. (laughs) But to your point, it's like, even just like having people around me, like people on my team, even that can like say this or this. It's like, I know internally, like, yep or no, it's, it's so, and I can tap into it, but it's like, I really honestly like make poor decisions if I'm too much in my head and I haven't given myself yes or no questions. And I, cause then I'm trying to like logically decide like, well, does it make sense? Is the ROI there? Do I think I should be doing that? And it's like, but if I ask yes or no, it's very visceral. So for anyone listening to this that has that, it's the sacral, Mm -hmm. like authority is what it's called. Right. Exactly. And it is that very visceral feeling. And again, exactly like you said, it's so easy to get in your mind and your design specifically, like one of your gifts is seeing like the possibilities and everything, but that could obviously drive you crazy in decision-making because you're like, I could see this direction and then this direction. And so this is just like a very direct way to be like, but what do you actually have the energy for right now? Mm -hmm. You know, and your gut often knows things before your mind has even had a chance to start thinking about it. So that's a really, really important piece. And also I would say, if you look up your authority, look up the people around you, because you might realize that your location, you've got to be quick in your decision-making, but you might be married to somebody who's meant to be a lot slower. And so perhaps conflict has been arising because you want them to be as fast as you and they actually need more time to reach clarity, you know? So it's a really beautiful tool to be like, how can we actually make collective decisions in a way that works for both of us? 
Yeah. And also for when, like often when you hear the language of like, follow your gut or do what your gut says, it's like, well, that might not feel aligned for, because I even say this on this podcast, right? Well, that's not going to feel aligned for some people that listen in where they're like, Keisha, I don't know. Like I don't follow my gut. Right. So obviously there's more different authorities, but I think this is also a permission slip. If it doesn't feel visceral for you, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. You just have a different way that you are supposed to take action in your life. So give them that, Aaron. This is so good. No, I love that. And I think that like for me, that conversation or like following your gut, it never made sense to me. You know, I was just like, I don't really have a gut. Like I have an instinct about things. And for me, it's all about like sleeping on things and mulling over things. And so it's just a very different process. So there's a lot of good advice out there, but it doesn't apply to all of us. So again, this is just a good reminder of like, how am I going to do it? Do I need to talk things out? Do I need to sleep on things? Is it just like a gut feeling in the moment? Do I like open it a question, specific questions. Like we're just all so different, but none of us are meant to make decisions from our mind and try to kind of rationalize what we think we should do. So good. So another piece of our design that I find really useful is a part of our design called profile. Have you dug into that before? No. Okay. So you're five one. Mm-hmm. So basically there are 12 different profiles and they're made up of all these different numbers. And I'm just going to give you, do you want me to give you your example just to kind of yeah. get a taste? Yeah. And so Profile is one of my favorite pieces because it feels like so widely applicable to like, you know, career and purpose and then to relationships. But so, you know, high level for you, the five in your profile. So if anybody's listening and they see that they have a two, five profile or three, five or a five, two, this also applies to you if a five is anywhere for you. Mm -hmm. So the five in your profile means that you are somebody who's really here to have a, a big impact. It's not purely impacting the people close to you, but having a really big impact there's also a very kind of naturally practical problem solving energy to you where you're really good at kind of coming in and just seeing things differently and offering a very disruptive perspective where I can see these people get trapped is that they try to solve every problem when they're really just here to solve the ones that like they are wired to solve. Mm -hmm. But I think secondly, I wonder if you've experienced this, but people can sometimes project things onto you in very positive ways where they're like, you could do this, or you should be this, or you can be this. And so it might be easy to kind of get swept away with everyone's visions for you and then disconnect from like what actually feels like you. And so, so much of being a five is like, this is not what others see in me, but like what actually feels genuinely exciting for me and, and, and both in friendships and marriages and jobs and making sure that like you're being guided by that every step of the way. Mm Mm-hmm. How does I, that have to, to I actually have yeah. to, it goes back to even for anyone like listening into this, thinking about your own, like, uh, like the authority piece where I, because I can see potential in everything, like literally, like I'm like walking to the street, I'm like, this could be this. Like I, my brain is constantly going like that, but I'll have people say like, oh, in your business, you could do this or you could do this. I have to stop because I can get super excited about things and the possibility I have to stop. And I have to literally ask myself like, does this feel like this is right? Yes or no. So I have to almost yeah. like purposely get out of my head and then say a yes or no question to get into my gut, which is, you know, the authority, right? The sacral authority and like actually say what is the best decision because it's really easy for me to get caught up and excited and start taking quick action without like double checking. Is this the right move or not? And then I'm annoyed because, yeah. and then I'm not satisfied at all, right? I'm really frustrated totally. because then I'm frustrated that I said yes to something that I know wasn't aligned. And then I yes. want to just cancel it and move on to the next thing. And that can be really like not mm. cute. That's, that's a flaky thing. And that's not a cute thing. <laughs> well, um, and it's totally normal. Like it makes so much sense. And there are parts of our design and this is one other piece and I'll go back to the five one, but there are pieces of our design that speak to where we can most easily get taken off track in our lives. And these come from yeah. what we call our open centers. And so one of the areas that you can most easily get taken off track 
is that you are somebody that can be so easily inspired and so easily excited that you can like get swept away with all these things and then feel like very scattered and like not like you're moving a thing forward. And an example of that could be you could be talking to somebody and they're inspired by something. And so you get excited by their inspiration and you're like, oh my God, let's do it. I'm so excited. And then you leave their energy and you're like, I'm actually not excited, but like their energy, their excitement was so infectious that I totally got swept away by that. So like knowing that about yourself where it's like, one of my gifts is being so easily excitable, but I really got to like temper that by just making sure I check in with my gut before I actually wholeheartedly commit to a thing. Yes. And anyone that is listening in right now that feels that way, what I had to start doing is I can't say yes to something with like committing to someone else unless I give myself 24 hours. Like I have to actually wait for a second because I was saying, and definitely in new mom season of life, like this is just like, I can't say yes to things like that. But before becoming a mom, I would just be saying yes to all of these things. And then I would have regret afterwards of like, crap, like I overcommitted myself and now I'm using my energy everywhere, right? Totally. So if anyone can resonate with that, that could be why. <laughs> totally. And again, it's like such a gift. It's just like knowing how to use it so you don't kind of overcommit. Um, to speak about the one piece, you know, yeah. you are somebody who's very naturally investigative. Like you're really here to like kind of dive deep into things and understand. And like, you might just have a desire to be like, I want to understand how things work. Like I need to understand things on a very foundational level. Like it's not enough to know something works, but like you have to understand why. And yeah. so having time to just like dive deep and master, and like learn all the details is so healthy for you. Um, and it's also the thing that makes you really secure and makes you like such an effective speaker and sharer. And so carving out space to just really kind of follow your curiosity and dive deep and learn all the things is so important for you. So good. So the so basically everyone for people listening in, you'll have this profile, which is yeah. two separate numbers. Correct. And there's 12 different combinations of these numbers that you're one of exactly. these numbers. Mm-hmm. And so if you so if somebody has like say they instead of a five in the front, they've got a four in the front and mm-hmm. they have a one, that means they have a commonality with the person who also has a one. Or can you explain Correct. like how those are connected? So basically, yes, they, if you have, if you share a number with anybody, there's often a real sense of resonance with that person where you're like, I just get, we just get each other. The number that is, that comes first is often the number that you're more conscious of. And so for you, you might be more conscious of the fact that like, you're really here to impact and lead many. And like, you also are really here to like offer new solutions and new ideas and people can see things in you. The piece that you might be less conscious of, but others see in you is they see you as an authority. They see you as an expert. Mm-hmm. They see you as somebody who's gone deep and like knows what they're talking about. And so it's yeah. more around like whether we see it or others see it. And then depending on what the combination is, it also speaks to like how to find balance in our life. Because for you, the balance has to be found between like being out in the world, saving the day, offering solutions, solving problems, and then being like in your own little nest, you know, studying and learning and like satisfying your curiosity. So it also speaks to like, how do we satisfy these different parts of ourselves? Does that make sense? That, such a good way to explain it too. Yeah. So like the first number is probably how you would self-identify. Correct. The second one was like the person that knows you the best in your life might recognize that aspect of you Correct. even more than you recognize it yourself. Exactly. And it's interesting, Erin, because the person, my girlfriend, Sam, is actually who introduced me to human design. And she was yeah. like, you're going to love this. And she pulled my chart and she knew like high level, some of the aspects yeah. of it. And she was like, this makes so much sense to me. And I was like, really authority? And like, she's like, think about it. And she started giving me all of these examples. I was like, oh, you're right. So it took me a second, like when she was explaining it, like yeah. to understand that other aspect of me, you know, exactly. So that makes total sense. Well, it's also interesting. You have to kind of like bring it in with the other parts of your design. Like you're a manifesting generator. So like, you're not really here to be an authority in one thing. That's probably gonna be boring for you, but like, you probably gonna yeah. like dive deep into things and master them quickly and then move on to the next one. So, you know, every part of our design will kind of like come together to tell a different story. So um, good. 
Do you want to hear one other piece? Or should I share one more? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Please. So um, one other piece that I find that I love so much is this is a piece of our design called channels. And they just speak to like, what are your innate strengths? The things that like just make you you. So one of the ones that I see in your design is the, the gift of creativity for those that are, you know, human design familiar. This is called the one eight. Um, it basically means that like, you just have this like unique creative genius. And like, it is so important for you to feel like creatively inspired in your work. And I feel like your podcast and your Instagram and whatever you're building is like a creative expression of who you are. Mm -hmm. I think what's really important for you to know, especially in this new season of motherhood is that like, these people often require a lot of freshness. Like you're not really here similar to manifesting generators. Like the thing that felt creatively inspiring six months ago or a year ago probably no longer feels creatively inspiring. And yeah. so giving yourself permission to keep evolving and be like, how can I just like creatively express myself, whether it's how I'm decorating my home, whether it's like how I'm showing up as a parent, whether it's how I'm showing up to the podcast, like just feeling like you can be like creative and bold and unique and different and like very much do things your own way. Yes. It's it's interesting because like it can feel really scattered, right? Like you can feel like, oh my gosh, well now I don't know if I want to do this anymore because I feel like I'm a different person. Sometimes like this sounds really funny, but like you'll get this, Erin, and some people listening will really resonate with this. Sometimes like I create something and then I feel like literally the next day that I am evolved from that version of me that it like doesn't even feel relevant anymore. And totally. to be honest with a podcast, that can actually be really interesting because you know I have these interviews every Thursday, but then on Mondays I do shorter pep talk episodes and it's normally like a little bit more about like what's going on in real time. And sometimes someone can listen to an episode from three weeks ago and I feel as if it's irrelevant now <laughs> when they're like, how do you feel about XYZ? I'm like, oh, I forgot that I felt that way because that was three weeks ago. And it actually feels like I'm just quick is that a manifesting generator thing or a five one thing or is that just like a a one eight channel thing or what is it? I feel like it's all of it, honestly. It yeah. feels like it's very much the one eight thing and also the manifesting generator thing where it's like this is the thing that feels so alive right now. Like let me get it out. And then like the next thing comes. And like yeah. and, and you are, you know, you're a manifesting generator, not a manifester, but you do have the gift of starting things. So I also feel like for you there is like a lot of energy at the beginning. Yes. Um there did you read Rick Rubin's book? I'm forgetting the name. It's, I think it's called like The Creative Act or something like that. I I didn't. No. But anyways, he talks a lot about like as an artist, like it's so important to like put things out as they're like coming up because like you're just not going to identify with it in soon after. So like you've got to put it out because you're like this is who I am right now and who I am in a month or a week or three weeks is going to be different. So like I've got to make space for that person to become too. So I just yeah. like I love what you're saying because you're like when you put it out it sounds like it's actually very authentic. You just yeah. keep changing and you keep evolving. And so like it's right. also creating space for that. Yeah. Okay. That's that like this is what I'm talking about for anyone listening in right now. It's like she's reading a chart. Like for context, like Aaron and I just met. Like it's yeah. not like we know each other where you're like, okay, oh, shit, this is so you. You're literally looking at a chart that you know how to read and she has like information that we'll give you for you to actually get a chart that's <laughs> more well like spoken to you because it has more context like she can give you but you're reading a chart about me and I'm literally sitting yeah. here being like she's known me my entire life like it, it because it's just it has so many facets and I didn't yeah. answer any questions that's why I mm -hmm. think like you know, I get so obsessed with stuff like this because I'm like, this could be so game changer because there is someone listening into this that you're going about your life the way that your sister is and you're not like your sister or yeah. your husband, your wife, your best friend. And it's like, and you feel like you're confused or off or lost or stuck or whatever, but it's like, it's yeah. just because you're not doing it within alignment. If I try and do things the way that my husband does things, like he wants to like, like he can niche down to something. He can focus on one oh, yeah. thing and he does it until he completes the thing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like I'm on to the next thing, right? Like it's just, I think it's so valuable to understand this 
So mm-hmm. it, just to kind of summarize it, oh, first you think it's most helpful to figure out like what your type is, the overarching type, which is like the manifesting generator, generator, Correct. manifester, projector, reflector. Okay. So one of yeah. those, and then from there go to your authority, authority which is like how you make decisions. So mm-hmm. you said mine is sacral. What, like, Correct. what are, are there a lot of types of them or how many types are there? There are seven. Okay. So can so, you just like overview a couple of those? I think of that course. Be helpful. So some examples of that, there are some people that are called emotional or wait for clarity, which means that they might have a gut response like you, but they're not meant to be instantaneous in their decision-making. They're meant to like give themselves a couple days because often like their emotions can really color their decision. So they might be in a high and they're like, I'm saying yes to everything. And then they really regret it. Um, and so just building on that buffer time ensures they enter into the right thing. So these people need to be very patient. Um, there are some people that need to talk things out. This is called self-projected or talk it out. Basically like it is by saying things out loud to people that they trust, but that their truth like literally just comes out of their mouth. Like the tone yes. of their voice will just change. It's like this energy of like authenticity where like, Oh, there it is. And like, and it like clicks. Yeah. You can see it. Like, if you're talking with someone that has that, you can see it, right? Like, I'm sure exactly. all of us can connect with, I can think of conversations with girlfriends where yeah. they have that, where like, and maybe they didn't know that they had that, but I'm realizing that they have that because they're talking totally. and they're like, oh, I just said the answer. Okay, great. I'm glad I was here. (laughs) Yeah. And like, they just need the sounding boards. The people that aren't interested in giving them advice or guidance, they're like, I'm here to listen, ask questions, pull your truth out of you. Um, There are some people like reflectors that are actually meant to give themselves a full month before they make a big decision, which to me sounds like, oh my God, that's a really long time. Yet every reflector I talk to is like, you know, and obviously that's not feasible for every decision, but like they really need this space to kind of disentangle what they're feeling from what others are feeling and then kind of like a sudden knowing land. So it's just interesting wow. to be like, oh, what is my way of accessing clarity? And again, none of us are meant to like create a pro con list, but we all have different ways to kind of access that that knowing that's underneath our mind. Wow. It would be it's also really helpful for anyone listening in if there is someone that has that authority. Mm-hmm. It like it for me, as someone who makes decisions so quickly, it would be extremely difficult for me to not understand how somebody else is making a decision, especially if they are someone who needs to simmer for a month. Because I would just feel like, where are we going? And I can yes. just imagine that I would get so frustrated. But it's like, that's why it's so important to understand somebody else's authority too, because I can I can see why you're saying that that's the second thing to look at, yeah. because I do feel as if that's going to help prevent a lot of conflict and just mutual understanding and respect where 100%. it's like, okay, you don't make decisions the same way as me. And yes, maybe that's frustrating because I think sometimes we want people to be like us. Yeah. But in reality, it's like, I see the gift in someone who is going to wait for a second, Yes, but I also need to be aware of that. Otherwise... I'm going to get frustrated, right? Totally. Like for good reason, because you're just yeah. like, I know quickly, I assume you do too. Like, and, and then it's like, oh wait, you don't. And I feel like yeah. so much friction arises in relationships, whether it's professional or at home, when we're just like expecting somebody to be like us and we just don't mm-hmm. get it. And I think human design is the best tool I found so far. Enneagram is an amazing one too, to be like, how is somebody wired differently? Like, where am I expecting them to be like me? And I'm mad at them because of it. Like, and I think to your point, I can't tell you how many couples I've sat with where one is meant to be fast, the other one is meant to be slow. And like, just learning that, like eliminates so much friction because they're just Mm -hmm. so mad at each other for being different. And then they're like, oh, we just need like a different process here. And like you said, there's actually such benefit to waiting for those people. And it's worth it if your partner takes the time to actually know what's right for them. 
So good. Well, yeah. and I think it's interesting too with this, like you don't struggle because like as someone who loves Enneagram also, it's like um, you can be mistyped because you're yeah. like, if you're in a stress state when you're answering questions, right? Unless you're yes. getting like typed by someone or like a really good test. It's like yeah. some of those online tests, you can be typed wrong, but it's like, yeah. if you know your place of birth and your time of birth, right? And like, you know, for sure that's like, you're not, you can't, it can't be messed up because it's just those frameworks, right? Which I think is really helpful because sometimes people write off something, like say they've, let's just use Enneagram as an example. Say they've done the Enneagram, but when they filled out the test, they were in a really stressed state or they were in a major growth state and they were just feeling differently. So they answered questions differently and then they were mistyped and then they didn't resonate with what they heard. So then they're like, oh, this is frustrating. Maybe I just don't believe it. And then they throw it out altogether when in reality they probably need to go get typed. But in this case, it's like, you don't, you don't run into that. So you have to just get around to this idea of like it being weird that you type in your like date of birth and your place of birth and just say, wait, this is a helpful tool. If this helps you to your point, Aaron, like what you said at the beginning, it's like, if it's useful, like why, like, why would we not want to know more about ourselves and the people around us that we love? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. I just think approach it that way. You know, if you're skeptical, like I get yeah. it. Like so many people that I work with are skeptical and similar to your husband, like the people that are the most skeptical end up loving it the most because yeah. it's so specific. They're like, Oh, I just, it makes so much sense. Um, mm-hmm. but I think also to your point, I think with so many other systems, like we answer all these questions based on who we think we are and like, it can really depend on like why we're answering them and what state we're in. And so mm-hmm. there's something that really like just gets to the point with human design where it's like, I don't care who you think you are or what track you've been walking on. Like this is like your essence and then you get to choose whether it resonates. And I know for me, part of why human design was confronting is that because I had been ignoring my projector nature my entire life. And like, I knew that it was me, but I also didn't feel like it was okay to be that. And when I heard it, I was like, oh, it's okay. I can build a business like that. I can build a community like that. And so I think it gives us such a permission slip to be ourselves. And so often it's like, we haven't given ourselves that permission. And like, to your point also with manifesting generators, like most manifesting generators feel like they're scattered or doing too much when like, that's who they're meant to be. Most manifestors feel like there's something wrong with them because they're not completing things when they're meant to start things. You know, most reflectors think something's wrong with them because they're inconsistent when like their gift is like having this like currents of energy and ebbing and flowing. So like, it's just so easy to make us wrong for who we are. And human design just reminds us like, that's actually your gift. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it really has like given, like even just our, the basic level, like, I mean, I'm going to continue to dive more into this and like, and even just like the blueprint that you sent over, I'm so excited for people to hear about this, but like even just my understanding, like from what we've learned about human design, my husband and I together, it's like, I have so much respect for like his projector nature of things now where I'm like, he says things and he almost doesn't recognize his own brilliance sometimes. And it's not because of even lack of confidence. It's just like, he thinks that everybody knows what he knows. And I'm like looking at him and I'm just like, people don't know that. Like, that's so incredible. And I think what's really beautiful about this, if people actually decide to use this system or, and like get curious about it is like, learn more about yourself, but then it's like, gosh, learn more about the person that you're doing life with, because gosh, that has been such a beautiful gift to just have that understanding. And like, it's so I think it's really cool to see. I can imagine that you've seen so many charts and you've done this for like what thousands and thousands of people at this point that it's like every single person is so different. And then you can always find common ground still and the mutual appreciation. Like it's so beautiful. So I love, love, love that. Okay. So yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I really just love your example with your husband because like, I think 
I feel like we find become so much closer to people and we actually understand what those differences are because then we're just like, Oh, this is like amazing. And the projector, like you have so much insight and now I know I can ask you for it. I'm like, it will change my life, you know? And so it just helps us, you know, honor those differences. And I think, you know, the application of parenting, I know your son is young and my daughter's young too, but like, it's so profound because you basically are giving your kids permission to be who they are from day one. There's like no expectation that they'll be like you. And it just feels like one of the biggest gifts we can give. Well, and like that curiosity lens is just like such a beautiful way to go through life rather than like, this is what it should be, or this is what it shouldn't be regardless of your type. Like, I just think like that if we can all choose to get more curious, like imagine what the world would feel like collectively if yeah. we could all just be more curious as like, huh, that person thinks that way or that person acts that way, like uh, because they're different than me. And like, yes. I don't know, I just, I feel the need for that right now because people get so stuck in their ways and like social media, don't even get me started on this. But like now that I'm in the, this new mom world, I'm like, this is how a mom should be and this is how a mom shouldn't be. I'm like, what? You don't know who I am. You don't know my child. Like it's so, totally. it's so interesting how we want to give this prescriptive advice or yeah. like rules, but what you're all about and the essence of the work that you're doing is like embody your true self yeah. because that's, what's going to make your life fulfilling because you're doing it mm-hmm. your way. Yeah. And it just will not be the same for everyone. And I also just like love what you shared so much because I think whether or not you choose to dive deeper into human design or Enneagram, I think just going through life with that curiosity of like, where am I expecting others to be like me? And like, how can I actually take the time to ask somebody and understand how they work best rather than assuming they make decisions like this or need to work this way or enjoy this kind of job, whatever it is. So I think just having that curiosity can make such a difference. So good. I'm obsessed with you. I just, (laughs) I love the work that you're doing. I'm so proud of you too, because like to make a big career pivot to start to go into this and decide, especially before it was cool and trendy, right? Like you were in this, like in the OG, like 2015, you were probably like, who is this girl? And why does she want to know my birth time? I think like, it's so beautiful. And another reminder that I'm always like sharing on this podcast is like, sometimes we run into like things come into our life in very unexpected ways. Sometimes where we can't even like see what's coming, but it's like, you met this random person at a party who changed the trajectory of your life. And now you've impacted thousands of people from it. And not everyone Mm -hmm. listening into this has the desire to impact thousands of people and create businesses or whatever that is. But it's like, sometimes when we feel stuck, it's like, we're not like, we're not recognizing that a problem that we might be going through right now, we'll find the solution to, and that will change the trajectory of our life or we'll meet someone in an unexpected way. And it's like, if we can just go through life without putting so much pressure on ourselves, and identify how we make decisions and what we should, how we should be showing up to like attract things into our life. It's just a beautiful, like freer, fun way to do this, you know? Totally. And also like, I think, especially as new parents, this has been a big reminder for me. It's like, it's going to keep changing. I feel like yeah. human design offers me the tool to stay grounded where it's like, I don't think I'm going to be doing human design in 30 years. Who knows? Yeah. But like, that's not, I'm like, what's next? I'm like, can't wait to like keep discovering all the things. Like all I know is what feels aligned in the moment. And for me, this is like the thing. And it has been for 10 years. I'm like, I also can't wait to like, see that change, you know? And so I think human design offers such an anchor to be like, how do I actually navigate life in a way that works for me and keep making those decisions in the most empowered way? So good. Okay. So Aaron, if anyone right now is geeking out over this and they're like, I need to do more, what what I want to just like, I want to encourage them. Like if they do go to that one website, it's going to give them an overarching like idea. But what I'm, uh, what I'm nervous of is if we don't give them another resource, then they see this like body chart and there's like numbers and all these like lines are like, ah, this doesn't make sense. Right. So that's a good starting point. If they want to actually get more information to like, see how valuable this can be for them. Can you tell them like what you've created? Of course. So, you know, 
our primary offering is something called the Blueprint Guide. And it basically is a 55-plus page hyper-personalized guide all about your unique design. Just so you know how hyper-personalized, there are about like 430,000 possible configurations of that guide. Like it is so specific to you. And it basically dials in on like, you know, how are you meant to make decisions? How do you work best? You know, what are some tools that kind of work with your profile? So it's not filled with human design jargon. It's very much like, how can you use your unique human design yes. to live your best life? Um, and so, you know, I think we've now there are like 40,000 people that have their blueprints. It's been so amazing. 40,000 people. I know. So cool. It's been amazing. Like it's been amazing because I think that like people want information about themselves. These are not people that want to like necessarily study human design, although many of them have, but it's more around like, I just want to learn how to use this tool to live my best life. And so if you're interested in that, like how can you use your unique human design to find more flow in some area of your life? Like it is such an amazing tool. And I can't tell you how many clients have like their blueprint, their kids' blueprints, their partner's blueprints, like printed out on their bedside table. And like whenever a thing like feels like a little bit of miss or not working, they're like, let me just return to my human design. yeah. realize what's happening. Um, so we have a discount code, which is Keisha. Um, yeah. And you can get that at humandesignblueprint.com. Now I forget the exact URL, but you'll see get your guide at the top and you can just click on that. Perfect. And of course, we'll put that in the show notes too. And yeah. I think one of the things that you said is like, we are going to constantly evolve and change yeah. as humans, which I think we just need to normalize, like changing your mind and evolving and all of that, right? Yeah. But, but also like, the core principles of this are going to be applicable to every stage. Like I'm still going to need to make decisions from a sacral authority. Like I still need to ask myself yes or no, whether I'm 34 years old, like I am now, or I'm 65 years old, right? I'm still going to need to do that because that's how I'm wired. So I think that you even giving this as an example of like, use this as a guide to kind of go through different seasons of your life and different decisions that you're making for yourself. I just think like, I just want to encourage people to like really, especially for people right now that are Mm. feeling really stuck or they're just feeling like, Oh, like something's off. Like, you know, that feeling that's just like, I don't know what to do. I don't feel like I get myself. I don't like, or they're not on their own team. They're lacking confidence right now. It's like, maybe just because you haven't set yourself up to do things in an aligned way. And as soon as you just tweak that, the direction a little bit, like, Oh gosh, I just feel like it's going to be so refreshing for people to learn this. Cause I was going through my like massive, when you sent me over my blueprint, I was like, damn, this thing is loaded. And it's not like, what is the, in, like, or what is yeah. human design? It's like specific to like, you. like Keisha, this is yeah. how you should make a decision. And I'm looking at this like, oh, this is where I'm feeling frustrated because I'm not doing it in this way. Right. Totally. So thank you so, so much for that. And also mm-hmm. please tell them where they can connect with you because your Instagram girl, mm-hmm. you're, I said like my, my husband, and I literally send your Instagrams to each other. Cause it's so good. Oh my gosh. I love hearing that. You. So on Instagram, I'm at Aaron Claire Jones and also human design blueprint. Amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate you girl. Oh my God. Such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.